0: is the co-founder of Cerebral Fit. It's a bioelectric company translating medical research into optimal brain health and working to take on chronic conditions like dementia, anxiety, depression, and ADHD, helping people to train your brain. Guy, excited to ha- have you on. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I've been
1: a practitioner for a little over 30 years, started off in what's called integrative manual therapy. Um, And then I've always had kind of a parallel track, just kind of in the entrepreneurial side of me. So I, you know, also worked creating uh, integrative clinics along the way, worked as a consultant. So I, you know, University of Minnesota, created one of the first um, integrative clinics in the student healthcare system. But at the same time, kind of um, maintained a private practice, and then eventually left the U. Started my own clinic, Bhakti Wellness Center. True, eventually we grew into be one of the largest integrative medicine clinics in the country, kind of and I'd say the largest and most diverse. You know, in that we had uh, MDS chiropractors mental health traditional Chinese medicine uh, massage body work acupuncture you know coaches hypnotherapy a very eclectic group of people uh all working together you know in an integrative manner to support um you know optimal patient outcomes so that's been my 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 baby for about 18 years is has been that and and then again kind of back to my you know personal career as a practitioner, uh, integrated manual therapies to bioelectric medicine, and then more specifically into brain health, and working in neuroimaging, uh, neurofeedback, neurostimulation, um, and brings me roughly to today.
0: Here we are. So what was, I I imagine you are a very very curious person who's always pulling strings and following where they go and interested in learning um what was it about or or, or what was it that said you know what it's time to it's time to start this company
1: sure so um is cerebral fit you know really the where that came from was my partner dr jeff Grobot, biomed center uh there in arizona um he and i just as two uh, veteran clinicians you know he's got a couple of big clinics. I've got a couple of big clinics. And and he was interested in what I was doing in bioelectric medicine. And so he flew some of his clinic staff up to my clinic and we spent some time together looking at processes. And, um, but in that conversation was, was just our own kind of acknowledgement of the challenges of working with um, large staffs, some of the inefficiencies of a brick and mortar clinic and then what technology has brought us uh, today in terms of ability to do healthcare uh, at home, in with many, you know, often more efficiencies than what we can do in the clinic. So between the two of us, just seeing that we, you know, had this very similar path and a set of frustrations and visions, we, you know, collaborated, formed Cerebral Fit, where we use bioelectric medicine, so mostly devices to uh, put together treatment plans for people to do it at home care. And then that's, that's really what we do. So that was the, you know, the impetus was, how do we um, make healthcare more efficient? And then how do we, as practitioners, uh, lower the stress level in our lives? And, And those two ideas led to cerebral fit.
0: Excellent. So for people who are experiencing chronic conditions, walk me through what they put something on their head. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great question. So maybe we'll just quickly say um, like what our products are. So talk about putting it on your head. So we have our near infrared helmet, and then we have an audio visual entrainment system. So glasses for photo entrainment, headphones for auditory entrainment, and then transcranial stimulation. So three modalities in one device, fantastic little device. Then we have a nasal laser and ear lasers. So that's in one device, nasal laser, ear laser, one device. And we've got a series of uh, red light mouth guards. So we can work on oral health as well. So getting light into the oral cavity. And then uh, microcurrent therapy. And then we have panels for red infrared light for the body. And so that's kind of the array of devices right now. Uh, I imagine that that will expand over time, but but this is our, we have seven devices that we use. We focus primarily on the brain, but we also do bodies, but but with cerebral fit, we really are front-facing as brains and primarily neurodegenerative conditions. So dementia, Parkinson's, dystonia, things of that nature. Um, and then, but that extends to say, for example, macular degeneration, which you could say is dementia of the eye. And actually, one of the earliest places that that dementia can be assessed or predicted is on the retina and what's happening in the retina. And a person might be presenting with something that seems like macular degeneration, but is really the prelude to um, you know, a full-on dementia. And so, so yeah, so we our primary target is the brain neurodegenerative diseases, but also traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, uh, ADHD. You know, from our side, when we talk about the brain, the way we think about it is, rather than in terms of these conditions, these diagnostic labels, we think of it as dysregulation. Like for us, everything is just dysregulation, and if you can regulate the dysregulation, we can often uh, ameliorate uh, somebody's symptoms. And you know, in a, in a way, it makes complete sense to think about it in this kind of simple form. But it's not how our healthcare system. Looks at it, it will take something like um, schizophrenia and ADHD and see them as completely different. When, from a brain standpoint, they're actually not that different in terms of it, the nature of the dysregulation, where it's happening, the areas that are involved uh, are different, but the nature of the dysregulation itself is actually
0: remarkably similar. So dysregulation, if you would, give me a quick definition of that. Sure. So, um,
1: we, so there's, boy, how do I say, so there's, (laughs) there's, there's kind of a, a, a standard model of the brain, which very quickly is becoming to be seen as not so much incorrect, but, but grossly limited, but it's handy in that it simplifies things, makes it easier to talk about, but it's also what. People who are even somewhat familiar with the brain are it's the model they have. So I will use that model and and then kind of correct myself. So the way we think about it is the, there's the brain waves, kind of the language of the brain, data, delta, theta, alpha, beta one, beta two, beta three, gamma. So we've got the language of the brain. And we think about it in terms of parts of the brain talking to each other. So your frontal lobe will talk to your occipital lobe, it'll we'll talk to your parietal lobe. And then we can break that down even further into the Broadman areas. So they get much smaller. And so you got, you know, Broadman area 22 talking to Broadman area 47 and in and, and this conversation. So dysregulation might be that we're supposed to have a conversation happening from one area to another area at seven hertz. But for whatever reason, maybe we don't know, uh, that conversation is happening at 10 hertz instead of seven hertz. That would be a little bit like if all of a sudden in the middle of this conversation, I started to talk, you know, in Greek and assuming you don't speak Greek, um, you know, you would have a difficult time understanding me, even though we are still talking to each other. I'm now speaking a different language. So the same thing, if if one area that's that's usually talking to another area at seven hertz, so in theta, all of a sudden is talking in alpha. It's changed its language. Well, the other area can't understand it. So so now we have a breakdown in information uh, flow. And the brain, you know, a a way to think about it is this incredible multidimensional information processing system. Energy and information is moving around at incredible speeds in multiple layers, in multiple forms, all the time. And you know what? What we think of as computation or information that is being, you know, data that's being crunched in one area, that is then forwarded to another area, that is then forwarded to another area, and then at some point that makes up part of our reality, right? And we often we talk about the brain. We think about the brain in terms of thinking. Right, but the brain is equally running our metabolism. So it's you know what is our hormones doing? What is our blood sugar up to? What's our temperature regulation? How is our what are you know our organs? What are they producing? How is our intestines digesting? Or so the brain is running all of it. So breakdown in the in the brain processing isn't just about errant thinking, right? Whether whether like I think about my memory or the, you know we always think again we think about the brain in terms of cognition, but it's running everything. So, when we have this kind of breakdown in communication, it erodes the information that's moving through. So, then the system, and whether it's thought, uh, executive function planning, or digestion, um, is operating on degraded information. And the way I like to think of it is if you're listening, you know, for those of us who are old enough to remember radios that you turn the dial, right, and the little thing moves along the copper sure. wires. Yep. So if you if you're if you're a little, little bit off and the station is a little bit fuzzy, so you're missing like maybe every third word, it doesn't take very long. And you, you've lost the plot of the story you're listening to. Right. And so it's the same thing, you know, in our brain, if even a little bit of the information is getting dropped out because of dysregulation, pretty soon that system loses the plot.
0: Right. And so this is this is dysregulation. Um, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I imagine that this is a process, which maybe our brains naturally, it happens as I age. And then uh, obviously if I have some kind of an injury that that will just screw everything up and you are now working to, uh, I I apologize for being so crude, but I think you get the idea. No,
1: No, absolutely. Right. There's, there's any number of things that can, can knock up because the brain. Again, is it's a very. It's a very robust, resilient with multiple levels of redundancy. So it's incredibly resilient, but also incredibly sensitive. So something like a high fever could throw off our uh, thalamic cortical loop, the timing mechanism. Uh, Certainly something like concussion, even a mild concussion, a few miles an hour could be enough to throw off the the time mechanism or again how two areas are communicating uh with each other and and so it does again it, you know, it can take very little to to do it and on the other hand you know we we know like in you know in some of the the kind of um non-neurotypical uh, side of things whether it's in psychology or neuroscience there can be people who are living a completely normal life, even a high-performance life and find out they have a condition uh, called hydrocephaly where they have, um, compared to a, you know, kind of a neurotypical brain, they only have a fraction of the amount of, of brain yet they're living a completely normal life and never would have known unless something had happened that led them to have an MRI, find out that they have this condition. So. Again, the conundrum of the brain and its complexity.
0: It's fascinating. So should everybody be paying attention to this or just when I notice things are going wrong? Sure. That's a fantastic question. So many of our devices I refer to as the
1: toothbrush of the brain, which is we brush our teeth twice a day every day for as long as we want to have teeth. And when you're done with your teeth, stop brushing. (laughs) Right, and the brain is the same way. Right, we should be doing something to directly take care of it. And for the most part, the longest time in medicine, the the brain has been kind of this lock box. We've had to go at it indirectly. So we talk about diet and lifestyle, which is still a big part of, say, the Bredesen protocol for uh, addressing dementia. They're primarily focused on uh, diet and lifestyle, which is important, but it's an indirect approach or take psychology, an indirect approach to the brain through the mind. Fantastic. It's great, but it's indirect. Here, you know, now we have technologies that are allowing us to have access to the organ itself so we can work directly with the brain and not try and go indirect through other systems. So something like transcranial photobiomodulation, so the helmet with near-infrared light that we can get, uh, you know, into the brain, or the audiovisual entrainment device, which speaks the language of the brain in that it uses the brain waves through pulse light to change uh, neural firing patterns. Right, so this is—I think of it as like exercise. Uh, for the brain or nutrition for the brain, those as models to think about, right? So again, if you go to your nutritionist and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of sluggish. I'd maybe like to lose a, a little bit of weight. I'd like to have more lean uh, muscle mass and and less, uh, you know, adipose. And so your nutritionist puts together a great plan for you. Then you, then you ask them, well, how often should I eat this healthy meal? Should I do this once a week? Like, would that be good? And you know, your 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 nutritionist might say, well, you know, maybe we could get you know one good meal a day, right? Could you do that? Well, you know, boy, that seems like an awful lot. But what do you really want? Is you want to have three good meals a day every day for the rest of your life? Like that just intuitively makes sense. So it's similar for the brain. You know, if you have the technology to be able to directly exercise the brain and and have Uh, all these kind of healthy benefits to the brain. One would want to do that every day. And that's kind of my general prescription is we should do something good for our brain
0: every day because it's our brain. (laughs) Because obviously we should. But if I'm not thinking, if I'm not, if I'm not thinking about being mindful and see how many more puns I can throw in there about my brain. So it's 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 light sound. You're we're we're getting it through our ears, our eyes. I heard you say orally. Yep. Correct through the through the skull through the the helmet, the transcranial
1: photobiomodulation. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, the transcranial stimulation part of the audiovisual entrainment device, which is so you're usually done with ear clips, put on ear clips. Uh, and deliver uh, um, basically a microcurrent, alternating microcurrent um, into uh, the brain, which has a a very, very, very mild, like you don't feel it. But what's great about um, transcranial stimulation is, it's a fancy term here, it, it normalizes the resting membrane potential of a neuron, right? It's like, what does that mean? So, so, a way to think about it, and this is, this is really overgeneralizing, so I apologize for that. But you could think about anxiety as neurons that fire too easily, and depression as neurons that don't fire easily enough. It takes more stimulation to get the neurons to fire in depression, and in anxiety, too little stimulation makes them fire. And so we roughly think of these conditions in this way. So if you have something that kind of normalizes the resting membrane potential, it brings anxiety down and it brings depression up, you in know, in, in a very simple, non-invasive, no side effects, you know, just a gentle trickle charge to the brain. Right? And, and great research to show that say something like transcranial stimulation when compared to SSRIs for um, anxiety, depression, OCD, it's about three times as effective. So, you know, great, um, you know, kind of statistical uh, power in the in the research to show its efficacy and and no negative
0: side effects. Amazing. Yeah. So how place. do I, how do I know? How, how do I get started? You've got seven devices and all these different things. And I don't know. I'm just, sure. if I'm feeling like I, there's something wrong with me or I'm just feeling like I want to optimize.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great place to start is we offer consults. So we can do a free 15 minute consult for somebody who's just kind of curious to generally know if they're heading in the right direction or not, if they're a good candidate and then we do a longer consult 45-minute uh, consult, which allows me to go through a person with their health history, what's going on, what have they tried, what's been successful, what hasn't been successful, put together a treatment plan for them, go through that treatment plan of what you know, what's the cost going to be, uh, what's their actual day-to-day lived experience of of compliance going to be, what can we anticipate for outcomes? Then, if a person you know feels like, yeah, that sounds like something I want to do. I'll put together, you know, then a a device or a suite of devices, ship them to the person. We'll hop on a Zoom call when they get them. We'll go through how to set them up, uh, how to do their treatment, what protocols. Uh, to run. And then I, you know, I stay with them and monitor them over time. And whether that's, you know, in two weeks, we're talking again or in six months or in three years, um, you know, we're always here to have those conversations to modify based on what's happening, you know, in the person's health, in their life, um, like that. But a great place to start is just with the, uh, the consult and find out if a person is a good
0: candidate, uh, Excellent. Well, Guy, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us where we can learn more about everything and where we can schedule that consult.
1: Sure. Cerebralfit.com. So Cerebralfit.com. That's our, our website. You can People can reach me there. Uh, it'll have our phone number. It'll have my direct email address, access to the schedule, to schedule the consults, everything they need to know. There's mountains of research there, so if people want to find out what are the effects of near-infrared light, what are the effects of audiovisual entrainment, what are the effects of transcranial stimulation. uh, Mountains of research available there so that people can see that these are legitimate areas of, of research and of medicine and find out their safety and efficacy. And then if that
0: all feels good, move forward with a consult. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Guy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to cerebralfit.com, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L-F-I-T.com and check out everything that Guy has been sharing with us. Take advantage of that 15-minute consult and find out if there are ways to make life better and train your brain. Thanks again, Guy. Thank you. Great to spend time with you. Likewise. Till next time, remember do your part by doing your best.